Welcome to the Feng Shui Way with Catherine Dean. Over the next hour, you're going to learn how Feng Shui can help you lead a more balanced and peaceful life. Now, here is Catherine. Hi, everyone, and welcome. This has been another busy week, and I hope you have all been enjoying the holidays and have had time to spend it with your family and friends. You know, during this run of the Feng Shui Way, my guests and I have covered a wide variety of uses for Feng Shui in our everyday lives. We have covered some topics within your home, as in conversations with your home and what's on your walls. We've shown Feng Shui use within interior design, using Feng Shui for longevity, healing trauma, decluttering, and even Feng Shui in the angels. Today, as we move toward finishing up this series, we will be talking about the elements. My guest today is Maureen Calamia. She is the author of Creating Luminous Spaces, Use the Five Elements for Balance and Harmony in Your Home and in Your Life. Maureen empowers others to discover and nourish their connection to nature in both their inner and outer spaces. She is a corporate speaker and retreat leader and founder of Luminous Spaces Feng Shui School since 2009, with courses on Feng Shui, Biophilic Design, Mindfulness, and Spirituality. Maureen is a regular guest speaker at the Lodge at Woodlock, a world-renowned destination spa and a bi-monthly columnist on Feng Shui, Nature, and Spirituality in the Journal of Biophilic Design. Maureen worked in the corporate world for 25 years, and in addition to being a feng shui earth energy healer, she has completed further studies and decades of work in depth psychology, dream work, eco-psychology, and biophilic design. She served on the board of directors of the International Feng Shui Guild for 10 years and is currently a board member and a wildlife rehabilitator at Sweetbriar Nature Center, Smithtown, New York. Maureen is an inspirational thought leader on being a steward of Mother Earth, consciousness, and environmental activism by using the power of reclaiming and sharing our stories of nature connection. Today, Maureen will be speaking with us about the elements, how we can use them in our lives, how we can obtain the elements that lives within us as seen through our personality characteristics. Welcome, Maureen Calamia. Oh, thank you, Catherine. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. I'm so glad you're here. Um, Happy holidays. Happy New Year. Yes, thank you. You too. Well, thank you. So this is quite a lot that you have been keeping yourself busy with. (laughs) (laughs) And for 25 years, you were in the corporate world. And now you are doing so much with feng shui, with the elements, biophilic design, I mean, it's it's an impressive array of knowledge that you share with, with everyone. I'm curious, what did you do in the corporate world and what brought you to feng shui? I actually worked in marketing for um, my whole career and I really loved my work. I mean, that is an important part for me. I have mm-hmm. to love my career. Mm-hmm. I know some people, they go to work and they have a job and I've never looked at it like that. And I just really loved marketing until the day I didn't anymore. Oh my I really I lost all my mojo for it. I just I I I just didn't enjoy it anymore. Isn't that interesting? So for 25 years you were loving what you did, and then one day you just didn't love it anymore. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I, I kind of know why. Um, mm -hmm. We started working, I worked for an agency, and we started working on pharmaceutical accounts. Oh. And I just couldn't get into it. I just, it was so, it was, it was dry. Mm -hmm. It was super dry, the topics. And I just didn't feel like this is where I want to put my energy anymore. Mm -hmm. So um, is this when pharmaceuticals started advertising on TV? Um, yeah. And mm -hmm. they started doing direct marketing, which is what I, my career was. So they did a lot of, um, you know, direct to doctors and direct to consumers. And yeah. yeah. So that that's when this whole thing turned for me. Yeah, that's interesting. There was an interesting turn in that industry. But, you know, then it personally affected you to the point where you made some changes. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, when I'm thinking in terms of direct marketing and loving a marketing career and then like, oh, OK, so now there's feng shui. <laughs> like, where did the feng shui, where well, did that come from? Do you think you were led to it or what happened? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was my 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 kind of pivot point was not a, an exact point. It was this slow process that um, at the same time as working in the pharmaceutical business, I started feeling um, a, a, a deeper longing for me. It was a midlife crisis, I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. um, my spiritual turning point, I, I started reawakening to my spiritual life. And I was taking lots of different classes on esoteric things and None of them were feng shui for a few mm -hmm. years. I started really getting into astrology again and dream work and just kind of thinking about things in a different way, looking at the invisible, shall I say, focusing on the invisible, Interesting. the invisible realm. Yeah. And um, it wasn't until my sister asked me if I wanted to go to a local arboretum for a holiday event, actually. They do gorgeous poinsettias, and she wanted to go to see the greenhouse. And I went, oh, yeah, I, you know, I saw ads for a feng shui school. Oh, let me look at that ad again. And it was, an again, talking about marketing, it was an ad that I saw for a few years, but didn't really catch my interest yeah. until then. And then I looked at it, and I went, oh, no, that's interesting. And I read a book on feng shui. Mm -hmm. a few years prior, but it really didn't capture me then. I, I needed to have it, I guess, kind of percolate a little. And um, and then when I, um, I saw this school was at this local arboretum, I contacted the director and I literally was in class about a month later. Isn't that interesting how it just... You were exposed... It just happened. To, right, it just happened. But seeing that ad for a few years... But then no resonance at all. Just like, yeah, I, yeah, it's there. It's there. And then all of a sudden it had meaning to you. Yeah. And then you found you found your place. Boy, oh boy, that's interesting. I, I kind of like that story a lot. I mean, that tells us a lot about messages. And, you know, just because something isn't resonating right now doesn't mean it doesn't mean you dismiss it. Because when you revisited that, boy, you found a connection. I would say. Yeah. Yeah. 
So what was your initial training when you signed up for that course? Was that a lot of a lot of people who uh, practice feng shui are BTB consultants and a lot are classical. Which one was which one were you when you got started? Well, it's pretty funny because all of the literature talked about BTB feng shui. And in my world, BTB meant business to business. Oh. So oh. I had no idea. I'm like, all right, it's about, uh, I don't care, whatever it is. I have business no idea. Business, business to business feng shui. <laughs> no, I, I really, I didn't think it was that, but I had no idea what it yeah. stood for. And it didn't mm-hmm. really matter to me because I just wanted to learn. I was just at a point in my life where I just, I was soaking up everything. And yeah. the first day in class um, was actually a lesson on the five elements. Oh, what do you know? And it was by a master teacher, Catherine Metz. I am so lucky to have had training with her on the five elements because she just brought them to life. Um, really brought them to life. And I, I remember sitting there thinking, I had such an interest in astrology, which is based on the elements. Mm-hmm. And so that was totally, you know, totally in sync with what I loved and what I knew. But what she brought to life or what 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 I realized that day sitting in class was that feng shui included everything I loved up until this point in my life. So it, it included geology, geography, mapping, um, mm-hmm. divination, astrology, mm-hmm. um, psychology. I mean, like all of these uh, topics that I have been like following for a good part of my life. Yeah. We're all in this one practice. And I just was like, oh, in meditation. So it was just really phenomenal. And yeah, so I was sitting in a BTB class, which um, layers in Uh, mantras and meditations from Mm -hmm. the Buddhist perspective, which I also was fascinated with. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I really, really felt like I belonged there from day one. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. Um, I remember speaking of courses, I remember I took a course at a community college before, long before I ended up getting my bachelor's degree. And it was a course on Eastern religion. And I remember, <laughs> I was not raised that way. I remember that the instructor, uh, she just had a way of explaining all the different religions that we touched upon. And one of the religions, um, the basic tenet was, you've always had the answer. You know, like if you were to put it in one sentence, that was how that particular uh, philosophy slash religion was uh, described. And I said to myself, that's it. You know, that's it. I mean, I I recognize that that sentiment, that idea, that that belief, whatever. But I had no place to go with it. And it was years and years and years later before I found feng shui. But you never know when a seed gets planted, you know? Right. That's the thing. So you had all of this knowledge growing up in your younger adult years, then into in, it just as time was going on, the geography, the geology, the um, dream work, everything else that you were talking about. And now it all is coming together. And she's talking about the elements. Yeah. And so we're talking about the elements. So why don't we 
why don't you let us know, like for those listening out there, people might have an idea of what the elements are. Why don't you explain either what you learned that day or what what you share with people when you do your courses? Sure, sure. So, um, well, first of all, um, the Eastern elements are different than the Western elements, although there's overlap. Okay. So, you know, we're used to, in fact, um, you know, in my practice of Western astrology, I was used to earth, air, water, and fire. Mm-hmm. But the Chinese or Eastern elements are wood, fire, earth, metal, and water. So we don't have air, but yeah. we have, and then we interject metal and wood. Um, yes. And some people do confuse wood with earth. Um, yeah, I, I know because in the Western model, we think of earth as everything growing on the earth as well as soil. But in the Chinese uh, system, it is uh, associated with vegetation. Okay. And then earth is the soil. So it kind of splits it out. And so, uh, so I learned that I was like, oh, okay. So there's some different elements here. Um, and what w- our focus was during this weekend workshop was primarily how these elements show up in our personalities. Yeah. See that I think people are going to say, Oh, Oh, come now. (laughs) Well, basically that's what astrology is about too. Mm -hmm. You know, any kind of astrology is how, how these, um, you know, uh, elements show up within us. Yeah. And if we, if we realize that the elements are, um, physical objects in nature, or it may be physical manifestations of nature. So yeah, fire isn't really an object, but it's a manifestation. Um, And the others we, you know, are more tangible, um, water and metal, which would be considered uh, the minerals and the metals that we can mine. And earth is the soil, as I said, and wood is vegetation and uh, fire is fire. Um, there's just um, an amazing uh, system in the natural world that we can actually um, see within us as well. So the elements are not just, they don't just stand alone. Exactly. They interact with each other. Yeah. And so how are we at an advantage when we understand, like, how do we use that understanding to our advantage? Well, there's, there's two different cycles. There's the creative cycle, right? Two, two main cycles. We're not going to get into all these other ones, but (laughs) the creative cycle and the destructive cycle are the two main cycles. And it's really helpful to understand how it works because if we say, uncover that we're a fire person, um, it makes a lot of sense that water is going to be harmful to fire. It's going to control fire or, um, you know, that is probably the easiest one for us to understand from um, our uh, perspective. But we also then can see what elements will help support us. And what maybe we should have around us in our workspace, in our bedrooms to better support our elements. So, okay. So 
When you say if you're a fire person, water's going to control you. Now, um, that sounds like, okay, first of all, how do I know if I'm a fire person? But I want to pick that up a little bit later. And and But let's just say we all have the understanding, okay, someone's a fire person and water controls fire. Does that mean you can't have a pool in your backyard? Does that mean you shouldn't take showers? Like, what does that mean? <laughs> you know, like, what does that mean yeah. to a person? Right, right. No, it's it's more of just awareness of that element, not to have an overabundance, say, but it would be fine, of course, uh, <laughs> to immerse yourself in water as much as you enjoy it. But, um, you know, you're probably not going to be as attracted to that element as, say, a water person is. Oh, okay. So interesting. So you might even know uh, what your element is based on what you like and what you don't like. Yeah, that that does have a bearing on it as well. Yes. Okay. So, um, so what got you studying the elements per se? Well, because of my interest in astrology and because of my knowledge there, um, and the idea that this was just another, say, personality system to work with. And mm -hmm. I'm always, I've always been on the path of self-discovery. So I kind of like dove in deep to learn about these elements. And I just, um, I just enjoy them so much. So that's where I've put a lot of my focus. Okay, so we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we can dive into that a little, a little more, uh, you know, and then help others who are listening, figure out how they can, how, if they can figure out what their element is, or if that element lives within them. All right, well, we're talking with Maureen Calamia, and we will be right back. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. The Feng Shui Way to Peace, Balance, and Abundance with Catherine Dean is about bringing the benefits of Feng Shui to the forefront, allowing everyone with an interest to learn and understand how its principles can work in one's day-to-day -day life. We'll demystify Feng Shui, show its many applications, and allow the listener to understand how and why it is so useful. The goal is to educate, entertain, and spread the word about using Feng Shui Way to bring about peace, balance, and abundance to one's life. The Feng Shui Way with Catherine Dean, Fridays at 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. It's time to unlock some of the best-kept secrets in health, wealth, and happiness. Are you ready to live your life to the fullest and hear insider tips from today's experts? Then tune in to The Forbes Factor with celebrity TV host, keynote speaker, and inspirational icon, Forbes Riley. 
She's a best-selling author and TV fitness expert, and you know her from QVC and HSN. Now, she brings her expert advice and guests to the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in live every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time for The Forbes Factor. We guarantee it will be the best hour of your week. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome back to the Feng Shui Way with Catherine Dean. Have a question for Catherine or her guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5787. That's 866-472-5787. Now back to the show. Welcome back, everyone. We're talking with Maureen Calamia, and she is sharing with us her knowledge about the elements. She's the author of Creating Luminous Spaces, by using the five elements for balance and harmony in your home and in your life. And so Maureen, we, we started talking about like a fire person and um, you tell us that there is um, the element, you know, everybody has an, they're an element person. And so how do we find out what element we are and do we only have one? Very good questions. Excellent. <laughs> so, um, so the, what, what's what's really fascinating is there's different ways of discovering what your element is. Um, there's actually a Chinese and Japanese astrology use the five elements, so you could base it on your birth date, um, okay. and, and you'll find out like what the element is of your birth year, and then maybe your birth month and all that stuff. Okay. Um, so you could do it that way. Um, and you could certainly do it on a calculator. There's tons of them on, on the internet, right? Um, mm-hmm. uh, then uh, a way that I love to do this is there's a quiz. I created a quiz that's actually in my book, but I have on my website as well, okay. where you just go through 20 questions and you answer to the best of your knowledge at this moment, like what you feel your response would be, your, your best choice would be of all the answers, and then you'll come up with an element. Um, But there's also another way. Um, You can read about the qualities of each of these elements and really just kind of feel. Um, So many people really kind of gravitate to one element over another. Mm -hmm. So that can be really helpful. And actually, um, if you do the quiz and then you read through the elements and if they match up, that's even a better indicator that that's your element. Okay. So why don't we try that out? Why don't we start with one of the elements and um, help the listener get, get an, I guess, an exposure or an idea of what they might, what kind of element they might be. Right, right. Okay. So I'll start with wood. I always like to start with wood because wood is the rising sun in feng shui, right? It's, it's the East, the rising sun. So I said before that the wood element is, is vegetation. So just imagine in nature, what vegetation does, it pushes through the soil um, and it grows. So you've got to see that just burst through the soil and grows um, and, and then eventually fruits. So you've got um, a lot of energy and motivation and drive is behind mm. a wood element person. Mm-hmm. And a wood element person 
has to have a lot of like irons on the fire. <laughs> oh, wow. A lot of things going on to make them feel, uh, I guess, um, just feel in their element. Or, oh my um, gosh. <laughs> yes. Wow. We've heard people say, wow, that person is so in their element right now. Right. Right. Yeah. And you know, it, they, they just like to have a lot going on. They take a lot of initiative. They've got mm -hmm. great, great skill at starting things, maybe not completing things, but definitely they have great initiative starting things. And um, they're real uh, dynamic personalities um, and they tend to be leaders. So, you know, think of entrepreneurs, mm -hmm. um, CEOs, maybe not so much CEOs, but people who own companies, um, they really have a lot of drive and can be workaholic. Mm. Um, and yeah, so uh, one thing my mother always said about me since I was little was no grass grows under her feet. Mm. And Wow. I, I really, it, it just, when I realized about the wood element, I said, yeah, I'm wood. I'm definitely wood. I'm mm -hmm. definitely that kind of personality. So, so the wood element is bold, courageous, um, kind of sprouting, taking first steps of things, uh, very dynamic. It is a very young type of oh, element. Sure. Yep. I can, I can appreciate that. So now we'll go to fire and the fire element is really someone, it, it is the sun, right? It is that warmth and yep. luminosity, the brightness of the sun. It really uh, nurtures everybody with its warmth and uh, fire people are very often loving to be on a stage to leading people, to inspiring people. Fire's very inspirational. Um, they can tend to be a little bit all over the place. You know, they might need to be yeah. contained a little bit. Yeah. But um, but they are the people who are out there as the voice of a movement, say, activists out there with the bullhorn. Um, they are definitely ones that are entertainers. They um, they have brilliant smiles and sparkling eyes. They tend to, um, oh, so they really bright, yeah, bright and mm -hmm. effervescent, enthusiastic, mm -hmm. um, passionate about what they do. Can they be? And, you know, when you think of fire, fire in its perfect form is so comforting and cozy and and reassuring and nurturing, and then it can be too much. So could a fire person, could you, would, can you say, yeah, that person is a little too much. It, would it be momentarily or would it be part of the characteristic? Well, it could be, um, it could be either. I mean, sometimes we have moments of fire and that brings up another thing I do want to say. So thank you. We have all these elements within us. Okay. What is. Okay. What is important to know, I believe, is that we tend to have one of these that are our primary driver throughout our lives. Right. And so that would be the one that you would identify with. Like when you said you're a wood person, so you identify other elements that shine through here and there, but predominantly. 
Right. Yeah. That is, I feel like the strongest element within me. And if I look back to childhood, it still is there. You could see how the wood element was um, really strong. So, so that is another question that you had as we go through these elements is, you know, do we just have one or do we, can we have more than one? So, like I said, we have all the elements within us. They may not be like activated, but they're there. Um, And that we could tap into the energy of all the elements when we need them. Um, But one is, it tends to be our driving motivator throughout our lives, maybe two. So you might have two that are really just really strong for you. Mm -hmm. And that's fine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Um, so I'm going to go and now talk a little bit about earth. Yeah. That's what I thought would be coming next because fire creates earth. Yeah. So this is, yeah, I'm following the creative cycle, starting with wood and going to fire now going to earth. And when, um, fire burns down wood, um, it creates ash, which is our soil. It's our earth. So, um, the earth element in, and across all cultures, earth is very much related to the mother, to the nurturer, the one who nourishes us, the one yeah. who supports us. Um, earth tends to be more in the background as a team player. They like to kind of contribute to a team, not be like singled out or having to lead. They're more comfortable with kind of being that that responsible, persistent hardworking person in the background. Yeah. They're very loyal. Family is very important to them. Not to say it's not important to the other elements, Mm -hmm. but when you say your family is important to you, that you're tapping into earth there. Yeah. Um, And, you know, uh, earth people um, are very stable and grounded. They tend to be. So they're definitely someone who they others can lean on for support. Like if you think about somebody maybe in your office or, you know, you worked with or friends, who are you going to go to when you have like an emotional problem? You're going to go to that earth person because they're going to make you feel good. They're going to hug you. They're going to, you know, be comforting. Yeah. And nurturing. Yeah. So when you say that there's a little bit of the elements in us, you know, one is a predominant, then you could probably identify with another one. Um, What I was wondering is, especially like with earth, the earth element, you had said they like to be in the background, they, they're fine doing the work without the, no, don't notice me, just leave me alone, let me do my thing. Um, however, they're asked to lead. So would an earth person, what would an earth person do? Would, would that person take it on and then tap into their fire? So that is that how it would work? Yeah. So that's why it is important to really have a relationship with the qualities of all these elements, because you know, you think about it, um, if if you're, you know, someone who likes to be in the background, but you're being called to, you know, to lead, you definitely need to either tap into wood or fire, um, you know, depending on right. what the project is, if it's to be, take initiative, you kind of have to be 
inhabit that wood element of being more bold and courageous and taking those steps to bring everybody together to do whatever you're going to do. But if you have to be kind of like on a, a, um, a stage, uh, you know, a metaphoric stage where you kind of have to lead everybody, you definitely have to tap into that quality of fire. Um, and you know, what's really fun too, is this other layer that we could get into, which is about our wardrobe. If you know, we want to tap into fire, Hey, we're red. Right. You know, that's the easiest way to kind of, (laughs) or, or kind of just feel, uh, you know, I'm making gestures of like, victory, you know, with your, with your fists up in the air, yeah. it, 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 your, the body language gets you into a mode where you can feel more bolder and, and, and you can get out there and, yeah. and inhabit that space. When well, you that mo- I didn't mean to interrupt, but that's got to be what happens when uh, somebody says, I didn't know I had it in me, you know, where they can yes. accomplish something that they just never would have thought they were going to do. So yeah. that's it probably happens on an unconscious level, but then having this conscious awareness gives us such an advantage. Definitely. So after earth then. So then we have metal and metal. metal, like I said before, is minerals and the metals and say even crystals, right? Whatever's under the earth, buried deep within the earth. Okay. So metal is like kind of going within. It is a little bit more, um, a, a little bit more yin than the other of mm-hmm. wood and fire, which are more yang. So it's a more yin element. But what that kind of going inward does is it allows the kind of the mind to create structure and order out of things. Yeah. So people that are very good at um, at doing that, you know, clutter clearing, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, it, you know, it, if people have a, a real aversion to kind of things being a little messy, they probably have a, a strong metal within them. Yeah. Um, so planning is it really requires that metal element um planning going through detail having the discipline to kind of go through steps and and accomplish things one by one by one that's all part of the metal element and that sounds kind of like boring right but um but metal also has the side of uh beauty and refinement and those qualities really also need to take in, um, you know, structure, right? When you have yeah. refinement and beauty um, and just kind of a sacredness to our spaces, that is the metal element shining through as well. So there's you know, just, and then just beauty there. I tend to uh, gravitate towards the metal, but, um, I, you know... It's not about me today. <laughs> it's about helping all the others out there trying to figure out uh, what what element they are. And so then after metal would come, I would think water. Water, and that's the fifth element. So water, again, is that really deep um, yin, still going within deeper, yeah. going down to the well. Um, it, it, water in Chinese philosophy is the abysmal 
which sounds pretty bad, but it is this deep well of wisdom and knowledge within each of us. Water people, though, they like to, they tend to like to work alone, do Mm -hmm. their own thing. They can be very eclectic. Mm -hmm. Um, They could have lots of different ideas, Um, writers, um, anyone doing things that require that quiet and that going deep within those qualities um, are perfect for the water element. Um, Dreams. uh, Oh yeah. Um, Being able to kind of incubate ideas and kind of thinking things through, hashing them through that. Those are all really good qualities of water. So would they make good consultants or would they like in a career sense, what would a water person uh, kind of gravitate towards? Yeah, um, definitely artistic. Oh, okay. Artistic yeah. skills, um, the artistic graphic designers. Oh, um, I see. You know, people that can work on their own at their own pace and not have a set schedule. Water people tend to not like the nine to five box. They mm. want to think out of the box. Um, so any kind of career, they could be entrepreneurs too. Um, but as you can see, all these elements have really important qualities that we all need to tap into in order to kind of live a productive and a joyful lives. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can see a lot of value in understanding what kind, because you can try to fit your own self. You can see yourself as a square peg trying to fit into a round hole when really what we're what you can do is kind of create your space by understanding, you know, what you gravitate towards, what your element is, what you, um, you know, just kind of how you operate and how you roll, because it takes all of us, doesn't it? You know, it's just one of those things. So we're going to work. I mean, we just have to accept the fact that we're one of many, many, many um, that makes this world go round. But we're going to take a break uh, and we will be back with Maureen Calamia. We're talking about the elements and um, there's more to come. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. Did you know that the quality of our daily lives is directly influenced by the design of our built environment? Our homes, our work, the way we move, and where we play are all shaped by the design of our cities. This thought-provoking new show from architect, urban designer, and educator, Carrie Pennebod, examines the complex forces that shape the making of our physical world. Lively conversations with leading experts in a variety of fields engage some of the greatest challenges facing our cities today including climate change, affordable housing, embedded technologies, infrastructure design, architecture and the arts, urban policy, social mobility, and much, much more. Tune in every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time, so that together we can design a better world. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. 
Today, our 40s sit firmly in midlife. We are starting to feel our place and have many productive years ahead. But now is the best time to plan for our future life. Listen for 45 Forward with host Ron Roel. From retirement to health and technology to caring for our parents, no topic is off the table. We don't have a roadmap to our actual future, but we can start to plan more effectively. Tune into 45 Forward, Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Welcome back to the Feng Shui Way with Catherine Dean. Have a question for Catherine or her guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5787. That's 866-472-5787. Now back to the show. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Catherine Dean, and we're talking with Maureen Calamia, and we're talking about the five elements. And Maureen, you just... That was so helpful to go through the different characteristics that we might see in ourselves if we are a specific element. And I'm wondering, um, do our elements change over time? Yeah, so this is all just um, what I've been kind of getting as I'm working um, with the elements for all these years my feeling is that we're born with a particular element that's our primary driver, as I said before. And I I do get the feeling that, you know, when I talk with people or they take my quiz, um, they'll have a different element maybe than their primary one. Okay. And what I what I think is happening is life circumstances, you know, a, a appear to us to have us kind of cultivate maybe a new side of us that maybe isn't as dominant. So this is one I think many of your listeners can understand is an over, um, an over identification with the earth element, which, which is the mother. I think a lot of women, when they take my quiz, they answer all these questions that are all about earth. Mm -hmm. I think more women identify with earth than you would expect in kind of a bell curve. And what I think is because for many women, even if they never became a mother, they've had situations where they've had to kind of develop those nurturing skills Mm -hmm. and that mothering, those mothering qualities. Mm -hmm. So that's not bad. That's good. Um, however, when they really reflect on these other elements, they'll go, you know what? When I was a kid, though, I was so fire. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. you know, I love to be on the stage, but, you know, I was always told, like, you're never going to be an actress or a singer or whatever, or you're never going to make it to that level. And they just kind of, you know, kept dashed away their hopes and dreams. Yeah. Or, Maybe somebody's really water and they really wanted to explore something in an artistic uh, fashion, but they were told over and over again, they weren't an artist and, you know, but, you know, maybe their family really appreciated accounting or becoming an attorney and that's what they developed and they, they identify with the metal element, which would be 
what an attorney or uh, an accountant though that those yeah. are professions perfect for the that yeah. element. So I do find that life kind of throws us around a little bit. You know, maybe we're trying to please other people and we go in a new direction. Not bad at all. Um, it's all part of our journey, but I think it's really wonderful to kind of rediscover who we are as a child. What were those things that really um, created enthusiasm and passion when we were younger? Mm-hmm. And maybe we can rekindle that as we're an adult. Interesting. So, um, so you can veer off and you can find success and happiness but then would you say when you when you go through a reflective time or just as time goes on we become aware of of what really what sits in us um that's probably predominant but you've found success doing something else and now might be the time to to um what would you call it tip into it or um absolutely yeah yeah i mean it's 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 um definitely requires reflection yeah um it requires being aware and on a spiritual path yeah absolutely it's, right so if you are busy uh i don't know doing building a career raising a family you know your attention is here there and everywhere you might not have that time at that moment or in that era of your life to be as reflective? Well, I I wouldn't say that because I actually, you know, kind of reignited um, the things that I was passionate about when I was a mother to little children and developing my career. So, you know, um, in my marketing career. So, you know, if we allow ourselves to have a little space for ourselves, it's you know, it's that's really enough, vital, right? Yeah. Yeah. For yeah. personal discovery, you know, it really is vital to really feel, I think, um, enthusiasm and, you know, great joy in our lives. And then that helps us find our direction where, you know, because a lot of people, you know, you know it, I know it, people come and say to us, you know, where am I going? What am I doing? You know, and it does take that reflection and that quiet time. I'm a big one on the quiet time. You know, you can't yeah. hear the messages if you're making a lot of noise, you know, but you don't have to be quiet all the time. It just right. takes, you know, a few moments and, um, but, a but kind of a commitment to that, you know, to yeah. being quiet and having that reflection. Yeah. So you're also an author. And you wrote a wonderful book, which I read long before I am as prolific and feng shui as I am now, uh, The Creating Luminous Spaces, um, Using the Five Elements for Balance and Harmony in Your Home and in Your Life. I really enjoyed your book. Why don't you tell us what what brought it around? What was your inspiration? Um, how, how it all came to be? Certainly. So... Um... Yeah, I I guess I started feng shui in 2006. And like I said, that very mm-hmm. first class was on the five elements. So it's really kind of fascinating how um, I wrote a book on the five elements. I, yeah. And it, it is, I, I think it's hysterical because as a child, I hated reading. 
<laughs> oh my God. Oh, isn't that something? I hated reading. I was not good at it. And mm-hmm. yeah, it was, it, but, uh, and of course I didn't like writing either. So, but, you know, <laughs> I, I, I started loving reading um, and that's, you know, read so many self-help books and, and that has been a big part of my kind of self-exploration and journey. But, um, but I was really inspired actually on my honeymoon by an experience that I opened the book with um, about a scene in Maui. And I was just, you know, young, 22 year old. Um, walked out onto the beach and just sat down. Um, This was early in the morning. Uh, I was alone. Nobody was on the beach. There was nobody around. And I was watching the sunrise, which was behind me, but it it cast these shadows on the mountains. Mm -hmm. And there was this moment of, you know, kind of like that deep, feeling of oneness. And it was so uh, uh, profound to me. Yeah. Um, I had never had an experience like that before. And it was surreal. And it stayed with me all these years. And as I got into feng shui, I started, you know, doing more meditation. And mm-hmm. that was my like happy place. That was my place that I would go to in nature and and just kind of re-experience that moment. And I realized it was kind of like a coming together of all the elements of nature, uh, which feng shui is all about. I mean, yeah. the elements are nature because we are nature, those elements within us. So I just thought it was a really wonderful way to kind of open the book. But because of my decades-long um work with personal transformation and self-discovery, I thought I really wanted to bring these elements to life for mm-hmm. other people and for other consultants to have them learn more deeply and then work with their clients more deeply. So it is really for the general public as well as practitioners. Um, I think the elements are, I mean, we've devoted the show to it today, but I think it, it, they're so overlooked, you know, it's there. I mean, if you're going through life and you really have a predominant element that you are um, unaware of, I I keep thinking of maybe a fire person or um, a wood person, somebody who has the desire to to go out and, you know, create or, you know, plow through that kind of thing. But then they're held back through what you described before about expectations and, um, you know, just preconceived notions or whatever. Um, Not having that knowledge could be so, you know, damaging to a person's joy, you know, like, why do I always think like this? Why do I always, you know, I'm always frustrated because I've got these ideas, I can't go anywhere with them or whatever. And um, however, but when you talk about the elements and nature, um, connecting with them brings about such a, uh, like you said, about being, uh, it's a profound experience. Yes. So I don't, I feel like um, we need to pay more attention to it, to who we are with our own elements, the elements that are surrounding us. Um, and so you wrote this book, 
It's a wonderful book, but it's called Creating Luminous Spaces. And I'm curious as to where the title came from. And what do you mean when you're talking about luminous spaces? Ah, well, actually, luminous spaces became was the name for my business. I I created that name because I I felt that uh, light, everything is light. Mm -hmm. And a luminous space to me is a place that is filled with love and warmth um, and enthusiasm. You know, think of the fire element, all those qualities of fire. And it is a place, though, that is has the balance of all the elements. Yeah. So it's just, you know, in feng shui, when people are learning feng shui, they think, oh, I've got to go through and check off each element to make sure it's present, you know, and it's like, not really. Yeah. You go yeah. into a room and it feels good. It's probably already balanced, yeah. right? Right. Harmonious. Um, it's It's when you go into a room and it just feels off. There's this lack of cohesiveness, a little disharmony. That is when you can kind of use the elements to help. So uh, that's why I use that, you know, name, creating luminous spaces to help people create their own spaces that will support them and their family. So, you know, this is something that I have really tried to um, emphasize is balance, balance balance, balance, balance. And, um, you know, this is, well, things feel very unbalanced when, you know, if you dare to look at the news or a newspaper or listen to the radio on on certain occasions, whatnot. Um, But that doesn't mean our own personal space and our own experiences cannot, that does not mean we can't be balanced individuals. And I feel that when, when we are feeling balanced, that's what we exude when we go out and you know that experience hits other people and it can it can go exponentially that way so um so your work with creating luminous spaces it is an amazing thing that you were able to um write about the elements when you didn't like writing and <laughs> you didn't like reading um but we were talking before about what you wanted to you wanted to mention a couple of things that you were saying about your chart or, or what we were talking about with that. Oh, oh, yeah. I mean, there's uh, there. We all have the ability to tap into each of these elements whenever we do something. You know, we chatted about it a bit before, but if you have like an idea and you want to start something, that's water, right? You're germinating an idea, but you need the courage to make that first step. That brings you to the wood element. You can tap into that. And then you're working with wood, but you have to have the vision to get it out there and start talking about it, right? To get on the soapbox. That's fire. And to take that action. So, you know, it's all about the elements. And this was a great show. I really appreciate you coming on, Maureen Calamia. We can... um, we can find you at where? Creating Luminous Spaces? Uh, no, it's luminous-spaces.com. There you go. Maureen Calamia. And you can reach me, Catherine Dean, at Catherine Dean Feng Shui. This has been a great show. Thank you so much, Maureen Calamia, for being with us and The Five Elements. Uh, thank you, Catherine. 
Thanks for tuning in to The Feng Shui Way with Catherine Dean. We hope today's episode has helped you understand the importance of feng shui in everyday life. Until we talk again, enjoy your week as you welcome in peace, balance, and abundance.